This is Invest Talk. Independent thinking, shared success. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, August 8, 2023, and we're rolling through August, as we do every month. Seems like time just flies by. And of course, we're watching the markets with a lot of interest, a lot of volatility. Did you see the VIX today, the volatility index shoot up and came off its highs, but we've had lots of volatility. It seems to be increasing here in the month of August. I'm Steve Pisa. I'm happy uh, to be here and help you become better investors. That's what we do on this show, Invest Talk. We answer questions in our, and then give you information in our attempt to, to make you better investors for yourself. And we've done this because, you know, I have over 50 years of experience in doing this, so I'm hoping that I can help you. And I try to make it... And make make the information available to you in a way that you can use. There's a lot of people just talk over your head and you get lost. I'm trying to I'm trying to make it simpler to understand because there is a lot to lot to understand. It's not that hard to understand, but there's a, so much of it, and it in, intertwines the information and data, statistics, economics, stock market. All that is so intertwined. Sometimes it's hard to figure it, ferret out the truth and what's really happening. So that's what I'm hoping to do. And, of course, I'm going to blend in your questions and comments with the discussion. So you kind of drive the show in whatever direction you want it to go. That's up to you. Okay. Uh, I'm ready to tackle your questions right now. We're live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. We are live. You can call right now. The Invest Talk phone lines never close. 888-99-CHART is the number, 888-992-4278. My focus point today looks at the story that sets up this question. Is the stock market now fairly valued? Is it overvalued? Is it undervalued? But is it fairly valued? Okay, so we've had a pretty decent rally, surprisingly so. So now what? Are there pockets of opportunity? Are there... Pockets of overvaluation, uh, should we take profits? Time permitting, I also will talk about Moody's downgrade of 10 small and mid-sized banks. So all the banks in general today didn't do very well. Um, and what, what, is, what, does, what does this higher volatility mean for stocks? What does it usually mean? doesn't necessarily mean it's going to fall. And disinflation spreads... To emerging markets. What's going on there? Those are things I'm going to talk to you about. You have to ask the questions, but we will get to these questions, these things, if we have time. Also, of course, being Tuesday is trivia day. I have a, I will have a trivia question for you at the halfway mark. And there's voice, voice bank questions as well. Uh, Paragon Network Limited and Investa Holdings Corp. And I might be able to fit in a iTunes review question or two. 
So we got, as always, there's lots of plan, lots of stuff to talk about. The market today was down. Dow down 159, NASDAQ down 110, SP down 19, but it was a lot more down during the start of the day. I mean, the Dow was down over 300 points, and it got back about half of that. So it was very weak this morning and struggled to get some of all this back during the day. So that, the market, that, the, the ending numbers really don't tell you that the whole story. Okay, let's go ahead and go to our Invest Talk voice mailbox and take our first question. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is Kevin from Florida. I was wondering about your analysis of Target and where it could go from here. Do you think it'll get back to its uh, highest from a, about a year and a half ago? I heard the discussion Justin was having about Disney and the political environment. Just want to see what you think about Target in these days. Thank you, and I appreciate all you do on the show. Bye. You know, what's really frustrating is I like Target. I've always have liked Target. I've liked Disney. But when they get involved with politics, instead of driving what they do best, and that is to run their businesses, make money for their owners, which are the stockholders, that's what would be their focus. And it's very frustrating when they don't do that. I don't care what side of the political divide you're on. We're talking about the stocks and the ownership of those stocks and what is best for the owners. And it had nothing to do with politics. I like Target. Uh, it's a eight dollar. It's going to make eight dollars and seven cents next year after making six oh two this year. Well, actually, it already this year is done for them. Their fiscal two thousand twenty three is done. Uh, they made six oh two. Then eight dollars next year. That's thirty four percent more. Then ten dollars the year after. Twenty four percent more. So earnings look pretty good, but sales ha- growth has shrunk. Most recent two quarters is one percent each. Before that was three percent. Before that was four percent. Before that was nine percent. I don't like that, and I don't know what's driving it. It might be a a lot of politics involved driving it. Uh, You know, it just is not – I don't like the politics at all involved in the stock market, and I understand it is very much in the stock market. uh, You know, the stock market is driven by a lot of politics. If You know, we know that, but individual companies, you should be driven by the profit motive. Uh, that's what makes a, a free and open market. And I don't like the fact of that. But the company, it's not, uh, it's not overvalued. It's, not, it's a little bit undervalued. So, and it pays a 3.4% dividend. So those are all good things. Very high cash flow, $9.94. A little high on the debt. But it's a well-run company. And I'm thinking it's coming pretty close to bottoming out. I could see it going down a little bit more, maybe to 120 or so. And it starts, it's at 130 right now. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. As we're heading to break, let me tell you about our new video feature we are producing. It's called the Invest Talk Sector Spotlight, and it's free on YouTube. Okay. The second episode is available now, and it takes about, it talks, we talk about energy sector. So as you may know, the energy sector is pretty volatile, especially with the ongoing war in Ukraine and in the wake of the fallout from COVID events. So there are many pitfalls to avoid in the energy investments. There are also potential opportunities, if you're informed. 
So, he, so head on over to the YouTube channel and check us out, okay? Invest Talk Sector Spotlight. And now my phone lines are open, waiting for your questions, 888-99-CHART. When listener questions are played on the Invest Talk podcast, how do you guys determine a value stock? The caller voices are amplified many thousands of times. Just wanted to get your opinion on JP Morgan and BAC. How do you see this uh, looking forward? I'm 25 years old and have a question about retirement funds. And the unbiased answers from Justin Klein. That's why it's trading so cheap because there's a lot of regulatory risk. And Steve Peasley. I, I kind of like it here. If I was going to buy Tyson Food, this is where I'd buy it. Benefit the entire Invest Talk community. Thank you for what you guys do. That's why 24 7, rain or shine, no matter how simple or how complex, your questions make a difference. Symbol BKE, what's your outlook? And Invest Talk is made better by the power of you. So don't forget to call 888 99CHART. Steve Peasley is here and ready to take your calls live. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, my voice, uh, my focus point looks at the story that sets up the question, is the stock market now fairly valued? Okay, we know we had a pretty good run in the marketplace, but it's been very focused in a certain sector. So what about the overall market? Recently, we've had a spread out in, in more different sectors. And this is an article from Morningstar. And, you know, I, I don't know if you know much about them, but they look at, they break up the market in different ways. Uh, small, mid, large companies, and then the style. All style, value, core, or growth. Okay, so that's how they look at the market. Well, they they look at it and they they feel that from December 30th to now that the market is now fairly valued, right now fairly valued. This is Morningstar, okay. Um, they feel like uh, um, if you go to different styles, they feel like the the the, the place that's undervalued is the value style and and uh, large and small. Okay, is where they think it's most undervalued. Okay, they don't think you know uh, large um, growth and core. They're they're they are a little overvalued. So they think that where you should be is in the value side of the market now, and um, overall, it's you can be in all those sectors, but they feel like the small mid and large of those three small and mid are more undervalued small most of all small cap companies now small cap companies are under you know a couple billion dollars in capitalization small companies not they're not talking about micro companies they're not talking about startups because this is the value side of the market not the growth so that's what they think, and I kind of agree with them. I've kind of liked the value part of the market for some time, and, you know, uh, it hasn't done that well. Not this year, but last year it did well. This year, not so great. But 
Everything changes, everybody. You know it does. You know it changes all the time. So, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. When people take time to leave an Investop podcast review on iTunes, and we'd like to thank them for their courtesy by getting to their questions quickly. So, uh, Band Geek Tennis Freak says, I'm looking at Thermo Fisher, and I wanted your opinion. There's a lot to like. Uh, rising sales, growing dividend, payout, uh, paying down debt, and it looks like they are buying back shares. I'm just not sure if it's if it is worth a multiple is trading at. If you think the company is a buy, is there a good support around five hundred twenty-five to five hundred thirty dollars a share? So let's take a, a that the symbol is TMO for Thermo Fisher, everybody. And just so you know, it manufactures mass spectrometer, spectrometer tree, mass spectrometry, liquid and gas chromography, and optical spectroscopy instruments. Okay, very scientific instruments. It's a five hundred fifty-five dollar stock right now. And remember, he thinks there is a good support around 525, 550. And he is, uh, I'm going to say there's a lot more support right around 500. I think that's a better support area. They're going to make $22.49 a share this year, $24.90 a share next year. They have a five-year range of 19 to 35. And forward PE is at 24. So it's not that great a bargain. It's not it's not cheap enough for me. But return on equity is very high at 22%. Debt's pretty low, but sales have been shrinking the last two quarters. Not a lot, but shrinking, and I don't like that very much. Uh, management owns 1%, and funds own 49% of the outstanding shares. So it's the dividend yield is only three tenths of one percent, and it's a two hundred fourteen billion dollar company. So it's huge. So um, for me, you need to wait for it to come down close to the five hundred dollar area. I think five twenty five, five thirties is fine, but I don't think that's cheap enough. Okay, appreciate the call. That's TMO, Thermal Fisher Scientific. Let's try another iTunes review question here. B Proc twelve. Quick question on ticket symbol CLH, Clean Harbors. I wanted to get your outlook on the company. I'm in a 155, I'm in at $155 and have made a little profit. I seem to be very diversified. It seems to be very diversified in what it does. So let's pull up um, uh, Clean Harbors. CLH is the symbol. Okay. Provides collections, transportation, treatment, disposal, and site decontamination of hazardous and non-hazardous sites, harbors. Their growth, South growth has shrunk dramatically. They were in the mid-40s a few quarters ago, then down to 14, then 12, and the most recent quarter, 3% growth. So all of a sudden, it's not growing anymore, and this thing has taken off. I mean, it's been rising for several years now at $170. And the forward PE is like 23. The five-year range is 17 to 126. Return equity is 23. It's a good, solid company. I would wait for a pullback before I got a good company, though. We're going to take a quick break. Please remember that you can call anytime and leave your questions on the InvestTalk Voice Bank. Call now or 888-99-CHART or call whenever you want to. 888-992-4278. 
The stock market is constantly changing, and serious investors know that they need to modify their portfolio assets to fit the times. And now, with more than 50 million downloads, Justin Klein and Steve Peasley reaffirm their commitment to providing unbiased finance and investment guidance here on Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. Hello, Duncan from New York. Thank you for all that you do. I want to take a quick stock analysis of stock ticker P-E-R-I. It's a growth stock just standing a little bit in my growth side portfolio. I've already kind of did a lot in value investing. But the reason why I'm looking at Perion Network, P-E-R-I, is because it seems like in the advertising segment of the stock market, it's slowly rising. I checked out the P-E ratio, which is 15, which compared to like Facebook and a couple of other uh, big time uh, advertising, it's a little bit lower. Uh, it is 20% and above in return on equity and it's positive, I think, over 10 in uh, return on assets. Uh, its EPS growth is about like 40%, so a $1.2 billion market cap, so that means it's a small cap. So I guess a little risky, but I wanted to get your two cents, and hopefully I did an okay stock analysis. Thank you very much, and have a good day. Okay, Perion Networks, I got a little bit different numbers than you. P-E-R-I, the symbol, Israel-based uh, company, provides digital advertising solutions to brands, agencies, and publishers. Okay, digital advertising, kind of like that space. It's a $1.7 billion company, growing sales in the most recent quarter, 22%, up from 16% in the March quarter. So the June quarter was up 22 Before that, it was in the low 30s, uh, uh, and even in reaching up into the 40% growth per quarter. So very strong company, and it has rewarded stockholders for that growth over time. It's going to make three eighteen, three dollars and eighteen cents next year. Makes uh, three. It will estimate for this year three oh nine. That's up twenty five percent from last year. So twenty five percent up this year, three percent up next year. So earnings is is kind of slowing, while sales seem to be a, a growing. I have a lower PE, lower looking forward PE of eleven. You said around 15. I have 11. The range is 4 to 29, so it's a pretty broad range. It's a growth company. Growth company. Return to equity is 23%. That's very good. And being a growth company, I'm worried that they might be out of favor, but this is a very strong company that's kind of, I'm going to say, I think it's a bit undervalued. It should be higher based on the numbers. Okay. Um, so I would look for a buy point. I don't know if I buy it here uh, because it's getting close to its 52-week high and it needs to break through that or pull way back to around the mid-20s. And remember, it's at $35 a share now. Okay? P-E-R-I. Thanks for the call. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, Moody's downgrades 10 small and mid-sized banks. One of the reasons why the market was down so hard this morning because of this downgrade in the bank industry. And all across the board, bank stocks were hit this morning. Um, also, weak Chinese trade data came out. That also added to the pressure, downward pressure this morning. Okay. And Moody's also hinted at 
besides the downgrade of the 10 banks, that they might be downgrading bigger banks. Okay? So, and what they said on the bigger banks that the big worry is about commercial properties, which we have talked about for almost this whole year, that that's where the problem's going to be because of the stay-at-home work ethic kind of thing from the COVID. And so a lot of businesses have cut their space down in their offices, and that's been a big drag for income for these big commercial buildings. But it's, but Chinese uh, problems, July import and export data was very poor. I mean, the Chinese exports fell 15% in a, core, in a month, month over month. That was twice as much as expected. Okay, so... What's going to happen with the market? What's going to what's going to happen? Okay, maybe these are some of the reasons why the market might be ready for a healthy restoring correction. Okay, overheated in certain sectors will start to cool down. Investors may be too optimistic. Uh, losing uh, pres- the looming presidential election coming up. Okay, and. These, these reasons were quoted by Lori Kavazalson, yeah, I don't know her last name, the RB, RBC's top strategist. So she thinks the market's going to be cooling down, going to come down, and it, it would be health restoring if it does. I would not have a problem with the market doing that. I think that would be good for the market. Okay? So what do you think? You know, I remember we talked about for quite some years now, never, ever, ever get completely out of the market. It only, in the long run, makes it harder to make money because you don't know how to get back in or when to get back in. It's Trivia Tuesday, so let's get to it. A home is one of the most significant purchases you make in your lifetime. No, Not only is it buying a home a highly emotional decision, it also requires a lot of planning to make it work and make it happen. So, as we go to break, here's my trivia question. The average home, home buyer puts down 13% on a home purchase. But how much should you have in a, a down payment? If you want to avoid paying private mortgage insurance, PMI, on a conventional loan, how much do you need to put down? I will supply the answer after the break, but now my phone lines are open and waiting for your questions, 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture. I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally. First with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. 
You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. You're building your financial future, but you must have finance and investment questions. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley are ready to provide their unbiased answers. So don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. And of course, I gave you a trivia question before the break. So, and it is about loans and about how much money you should put down on a house. Now, there's different types of mortgage loans, okay? A small number of lucky buyers might qualify for a mortgage loan with no down payment requirement. That's possible. But there are two primary types of zero-down mortgage loans, USDA loans backed by the U.S. Department of Agriculture and VA loans backed by the Department of Veteran, uh, Veterans Affairs. Next, mortgages with 3% to 10% down, consider an FHA loan. This mortgage uh, is secured by the Federal Housing Administration. The minimum down payment needed for an FHA loan depends on your credit score. 580 and above, 3.5%. Remember, this is FHA loans. 500 to 579, 10%. Below 500, you're not eligible for an FHA loan. Now, get to the 20% down payment, which is the norm. That is the preferred amount among mortgage lenders. That's the norm. Okay, that is the, the more you put down toward a loan, the less risky it is for the lender. In fact, 20% is the minimum down payment required to avoid paying private mortgage insurance. So if you want to avoid PMI, private mortgage insurance, you've got to put 20% down. Now, how much does that cost, that PMI insurance? Well, it depends. It's from two-tenths to 2% per year on the loan amount. So on a $400,000 home loan, you could expect to pay somewhere in the neighborhood of $800 to $8,000 per year for coverage. It could be quite expensive. That's why you need to buy a lesser expensive house so you can reach that 20% loan. Also, take in consideration if the house home goes up in value, you know, they want they don't mind lending 80% to value. In other words, that's why they get 20% down, so there's 80% of value. But what if the house goes up in value? It goes from a million to a million three for the house, which is not uncommon here in California. Well, you just have 300000 more in equity. So, therefore, you might be able to cancel your PMI with your for, if you talk to your loan uh, maker, the bank, mortgage company. You may be able to cancel it even though you didn't put any more down, but over a couple of years, maybe the value went up enough to give them the security they want, which is 20% equity. See how that works? Let's keep moving this along and pivot back to the Talk Voice Bank, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Justin and Steve. This is Nick from Seattle calling. 
I'm calling about ticker symbol NVST. That's Invista Holdings Corp. This is an interesting company. They were spun out from Danaher in late 19, and they focus on dental practice and any needs for a dental office, including the drills and, and, the, and the equipment. I'm calling to get your opinion on this firm and really the, the biopharmaceutical and, and dental practice market as a whole. Thanks. I'll be looking forward to uh, your answers on an upcoming show. Take care. Bye-bye. I do like the pharmaceutical and medical equipment area because the demand for that is consistent. Even through economic slowdowns uh, in the economy, the demand stays consistent. Okay, so let's look at this. Investa Holdings provides dental consumables, equipment, and services to dental professionals and services customers worldwide. Now, it's a little bit different. You can postpone dental treatment. So it's not like you have to have it. It's not like, you know, a disease or sickness that you have to treat all the time right now. So they can be subject to to economic uh, cycles, and that's a concern. Um, looking at the values, they're going to make a dollar eighty five this year. That's down five percent from last year. Then two oh eight next year, up twelve percent. It's a thirty four dollar stock. That means the Ford P is around eighteen. The range is quite large, as low as six to as high as two hundred seventy seven because they had very bad earnings in two thousand twenty because no one wanted to go to the dentist. Remember COVID and all that crap. Return on equity is eight percent, which is very low. I don't like that. They have also very low debt, which I like. Uh, mutual funds are net sellers in the last year from 696 to 672. That's not good. Sales growth was most recent quarter, which is the June quarter, was 3%. The quarter before that shrunk 1%. And three or four quarters before that is between 1% and 4% growth. So it's a very slow growth. And it's not exciting, no dividend, and therefore it's fallen off. It was around $52 last year, and today it's 34 And is that cheap enough? Well, the 4P is 18 To me, that's not cheap enough. I think, it's, I think it should be closer to under 15 before I would consider it. In other words, I think you need to wait for it to go down further. It's not exciting. I don't, I don't think I would be interested in it. Okay. Appreciate the call. This Invista, N-V-S-T. Let's go to Tom in Kentucky. He wants to talk about Amazon and Google. Hi, Tom. Hey, Steve. Uh, I bought Amazon and Google last year, and they both went down after a bottom, and they kind of rebounded, and they're in an inherited IRA. So I got a time frame of about seven and a half more years. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of, I know, I'm not asking you to compare the two because I own both. But where do you see, I mean, I plan on holding them to close to the end when I have to take them out, hopefully. Where do you see them going the next seven, seven and a half years? I see both of them going up, not down. I think both are very solid, very big companies. They have a, a, a pretty big economic moat, meaning they would be hard for someone to come along and compete with Google or Amazon. It would be very difficult. The brand names are huge. They're monolithic. So, therefore, the companies are just going to continue to be strong. Now, since they're so big, their growth rate might slow down. But, you know what? I'm, and, yeah, they might go back down to, what, 
you know, they, they could go back and retest their lows. But in seven years, I almost can almost can guarantee you they'll be higher than they are today. I can almost guarantee that. I'm so confident that I would own both these, and I do own both of them myself. Okay, Tom? Good okay, luck with thanks, the key. Steve. Appreciate, appreciate the call. I really do. And on Amazon and Google, everybody, it's, I, I, it's hard to go wrong with Apple, Amazon, Google, Microsoft. It's hard to go wrong with those four tech companies, you know, looking at the future. They're huge. You're not going to get a lot of growth, but they dominate. And I like that from an from an investor point of view. Yeah, I do. What is the high volatility that was pretty striking this morning? What is that telling us? Is that telling us anything? Usually, high volatility uh, is a precursor to weakness in stock prices. It means people are, you know, people are getting nervous. That's what that's telling you. The volatility index, VIX, V-I-X, when it gets very volatile, now, very low volatility is around 11, 12, 13 on the VIX, and very high, very high is in the mid-20s and higher, and it was about 17, if I remember right, this morning. Okay, so, and that jumped up. I think it went back down to 15 or so. But these numbers are telling us that, you know, some investors are getting nervous and starting to buy options to protect their portfolio from falling. Remember, that's what the volatility index, it's a, it's a look at the put and call options and whether people are getting scared or and buying protection or they have confidence. The lower the VIX number, the more confident investors have, the less frightened they are of the market. The higher it is, the more they're worried. So I think that's what we're looking at right now. A bit wor- people worrying. But you know what? The market's done very well. This is why I keep repeating myself, do not get out of the market. You can cut back. You can rebalance. But just don't get out. You only get out if you're ready to cash in your chips and not invest anymore. Maybe buy bonds. Get out of the stock market completely. And then then get out. Then don't get back in. That's okay. I don't have a problem with that if that's what you don't want to do. Remember, everything is risky in the stock market. So it's a matter of judging how much risk you're willing to put on. How much risk do you really want? Now, so we're moving pretty fast through the third quarter of the year. And Justin Klein and I have been telling you for a while now, we are in a new market environment. Okay, it's just different than it was for 10, 15 years. And we're all talking about the the mortgage, not mortgage rate, but the Fed's funds rate, what the Federal Reserve is doing, what has changed. So if you're a serious investor, you need to be able to adjust to the new thinking and strategies that fit the times that we're in. Okay, here at InvestTalk at KPP Financial, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking, shared success. And how we implement that is we always provide unbiased guidance. Whether you become a client or not, we will give you guidance. And it's not biased in one way or another. We're not trying to sell you anything. We also, as clients and in our various strategies, investment strategies, we buy the same thing for ourselves we do for our clients at the same time, same price, same percentage of the portfolios. So our performance matches our clients. Okay? So I encourage you. So let us take a look at your your portfolio. Let us do a, 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 a review and assessment of the risks that you're taking. 
talk to you about the risks that you are comfortable taking and see if they match up. Very simple stuff. You can call our KPP Financial Irvine offices in California, Irvine, California. I think if you talk to us, you'll find out we're a bit different. We're not going to try to push you one way or another. That's just not how we walk. Okay? We are very careful and want to just help people in any way we can. And, of course, we want to manage your money. Don't think I'm trying to be some wonderful individual, but I do like helping people. And I'm at a point in my life where we can just do that. We can just help people. But, of course, I want to manage your funds. We'll be managing and we'll do very well for you. But that's up to you, and there will be no pressure on our side. So let us help you. Give us a call. Make an appointment. You can do Skype. You can do over the phone. We, we, are, we are in all 50 states. So this is Invest Talk. Next up, another answer to a caller question. So just hang on. The Invest Talk Voice Bank never closes. I have a question for you about Amazon. So your questions keep coming. Question about PE ratios. And that's okay because Steve Peasley and Justin Klein specialize in unbiased guidance. If I'm looking at a dividend company, I'm looking for consistency of earnings and dividends. Your standard daily chart typically goes back one year. Steve and Justin are fearless. So don't forget to call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. 888-99 chart. We're going to go talk to Bill, who's in Northern California. Where are you in Northern California, Bill? Um, south of San Jose. I, okay. I don't like to disclose my location because I don't want people to come looking for me. Okay, no problem. <laughs> no problem. But you're, kidding. you're technically, people call the San Jose Silicon Valley, everybody. Because, uh, you know, people don't live in California and not know. But technically, that's yeah. not Northern California. People don't realize that San Francisco is like halfway, halfway up the yeah. state. Yeah, it's a huge state. Well, that's a, that's where they have like five different names. You know, six different names for regional California because it's so diverse. We're it is. we're actually considered um, the North Central Coast. Yep. But you know, then some some people even consider Santa Barbara to be the Central Coast because it's I know. or just north of Santa Barbara, Santa Maria. So. Yeah, it's not a given thing, but no, it's you drew not. a line right in the middle. We're 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 northern if you draw a line right through the center, but otherwise, maybe more yeah. central. Yeah, Bill. Uh, so you wanted to talk um, about Newmont Mining? Well, yeah, you know they, uh, you know I follow. I actually owned it this spring for a while, and it went up, and I got a nice little gain in it. And I realized the stock goes up and down a lot, so I just I play it for. I had it a few years ago. And still do for um, dividend. Mm-hmm. They cut their dividend, but it's still pretty good dividend. It was uh, it was getting like fifty five cents. It went down to forty. It looks pretty stable here. I'm just wondering if you have any insights into price of gold. I know anything going on in the company. I I just look at it as like their problems come and go, but they're a pretty healthy business. But I want to yeah. get your take on it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're. it's a pretty darn healthy business. And profits come and go because, of, okay, for everybody else, NEM is a symbol, Newmont Mining. They produce gold in the United States, Australia, Canada, Guyana, Peru, uh, Mexico, Argentina, Dominican Republic. Okay, they are a mining company. And, of course, if the price of gold goes up, their profits go up. It goes down, they go down. But their their cash flow is very strong at four dollars and sixty one cents. It's a thirty nine dollar stock. 
They're going to make $2.11 to share this year, then two seventy one next year. But that goes up and down based on gold. You know, So they pay a 4% dividend yield, and that's not even close. That's a pretty low payout ratio for them. So they'll be able to maintain it, which is, to me, the important part for owning this company. The forward PE is 18, and the five-year range is 15 to 50. So if you, this would be the time to buy it. It's fallen from $80 all the way down to 39 cut in half. And the last one's what, March of 22 to here, uh, uh, August of 23. So I'm thinking this is the, the area that you want to be a buyer. And I think that I, I like it right at this point. I think it's weak. And everybody would say, well, why would you buy a weak company? Well, Bill, you gave me the reasons why. Because it, earnings go up and down, sales go up and down, price of gold goes up and down, but it's a very strong company. Okay, I like that. It doesn't have much debt either, surprisingly. So, I, 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 Bill, I'm, you got thumbs up for me on this one. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, everybody, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue after this break. So, get your questions in now, 888 99Chart. Today, InvestTalk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for InvestTalk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Hey, Stephen Justin. Uh, calling about the ticker CHWY, Chewy. It's at uh, about $32 stock right now, and earnings are coming in at the end of the month and wondered if you think uh, there's some upside to it. It seems to be close to fair value. I'm, I'm thinking maybe around that $27 area. But wanted to get your uh, opinions on it. Looking forward to hearing your answer on the show. Thank you so much. Okay, Chewy, C-H-W-Y, provides pet food products through Chewy.com retail website and its mobile applications. I'm sure you've seen their commercials. They spend a ton of money on advertising. That really puts a dent in their uh, profits. They're going to make $0.55 this year. That's up 362% from last year, which was $0.12 a share. Okay, next year it's $0.72 a share. So they're they're growing very fast. Sales have been sales growth is in the teens, the mid teens, for the last almost two years, uh, and return to equity is very high at forty three percent. The problem I have with it, even though it used to be a hundred dollar stock, it's a hundred twenty dollar stock, and today it's a thirty one dollar stock. And problem I have it when it was a hundred twenty dollar stock, they were losing money. And just getting, you know, traction on their sales. Well, now we've had three years now, one year of earnings, this then next year and year after estimates of profits, and they're growing very strong. So we're getting to the right place. But I don't know if the growth rate of in the mid-teens of sales growth is worth a forward PE of 56. Seems pretty high. 
Now, the return on equity is 43%. That's high. Cash flow is only 31 cents a share. That's not that great. Okay, and mutual funds are slowly selling off. They went from 650 to 694, now 672. So um, the stock price has fallen, and I'm thinking I want a better price in the low 20s before I would consider buying it. That's what I would want before I'd buy it. Okay? Chewy, C-H-W-Y. Disinflation spreads to the emerging markets. Disinflation. Everybody was worried about inflation, right? Not so much anymore. Okay? The, the emerging markets are very much afraid of a deeper slowdown, especially a deeper slowdown in China. And it's going to spread. They are worried that it's going to spread to all the emerging mar- markets around the world. Okay, uh, so much of the bullishness we've been expect- been having in the emerging markets is being is kind of petering out, and it's because China's uh, import and exports have really taken it on the chin in July. Uh, exports fell 15%, almost double what they expected it to fall, and import and imports also sank two times the expectation. So imports and exports. So China's going to have to start, they're probably going to start some kind of campaign to spend money to try to kickstart their economy. But their economy, you know, there's three main economic engines in the world, okay? Us, the United States, China, and the EU. Those are the three main engines in the world. Most everything else is emerging markets or stable markets, but those are the hubs of of buying and selling, those three things. Now, China affects emerging markets more than we do because China, China grows much faster than we do. We grow, you know, 3% on average. China is probably around 6 or 7% on average now. EU doesn't grow hardly at all. So China has been kind of the dog wagging the tail in the emerging markets area. And, uh, you know, if they don't, if their tail is hurt, not wagging very much, it's going to hurt all emerging markets. And that's probably what we are seeing going on. Now it's a matter of the depth of the problem. Remember, China built cities that were empty for years and years and years, and they still are mostly empty. So... Yeah, how 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 long can they continue to do that? I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investile program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. Get your downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Please be sure to review and rate us if you get your downloads on iTunes. And we've now surpassed 54.7 million downloads. Thank you very very much. Appreciate that. Independent thinking, shared success. This is InvestTalk. Good night, everybody. InvestTalk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. 
because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening, and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. Thank you.